Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network the Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. This is Brian Wayne, the official voice of NSC Live TV, coming to you from the Cheers to Comics studio, a.k.a. Studio Cerebro, to tell you all about Hooked On Comics Super Sales. For high-grade goodies and a whole lot of laughs, make your way over to the next show with John, Mary, and the rest of the gang. Walk the enormous wall of slabs, then go through the bin room, followed by an auction. Check out John's hat, too, man. Never the same hat twice. Join them for new comics on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on NSCLiveTV.com, channel 12. That's NSCLiveTV.com, your home for the best in auction action. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly here to tell you about Sergeant and the Commander Auctions. Brought to you by NSCLiveTV.com, join Raul and Donna for a great night of comics, games, prizes, and more. Raul is a USAF veteran and has been in love with comics since he was six years old. This comic book powerhouse duo have been together for more than 20 years and enjoy the love of all the superheroes we grew up with. The $3 Donna Pull winner wins a free slabbed comic. That's, <laughs> did you hear that? The $3 Donna Pull winner wins a free slabbed comic. That's crazy. $3 can get you a slabbed comic. Uh, so yeah, make sure you join Sergeant and the Commander Auctions Fridays at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time on NSCLiveTV.com channel 15. And when you get to NSCLiveTV.com, click on the NSC Now tab and stay updated on all of the times and shows and all of that good stuff. So, once again, tune in to Sergeant and the Commander Auctions, Fridays, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time, Channel 15, through NSCLiveTV.com, your home for the best in auction action. Slurds, welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Pull List Priorities. These are the priorities for the 19th of February 2020. So, if you're not familiar with this, quick uh, little rundown what the fuck is Pull List Priorities. I talk about the books coming out next week. It's not everything that's coming out, but a good portion of it. Uh, is it everything that I'm reading personally? Not so much. Uh, I try to broaden the horizons, and and doing so and that, you know, sometimes leads me down new paths. So let's uh, let's let's get on with this. I'm gonna talk indie comics first, like I tend to do, uh, starting with Vault Comics. I got a pref- preface. Some preface. I can never fucking say that word right the first time. Um, uh, preface something. Now. Uh, for several pull list priorities, I have been driving myself nuts with a clicky mouse in the background. Uh, and I know I had stated, uh, fuck, I don't even know how many weeks ago, oh, I'm fucking order me a mouse and silent. I did that, so you should not be hearing any clicking. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and for the past, I don't know, freaking, I don't know how many episodes, way too many of them. Uh, God damn, I can't apologize enough for all that. But look at, you know, you know what? And that's uh, thanks to Patreon. My Patreon's paid for this here silent mouse, so uh, there you go. Patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Let's talk comic books. Indie comics, vault comics to be specific. Heist, How to Steal a Planet, number four. I picked up number one, dug the shit out of it. I have been continuing to pick up this book. Haven't read anything since issue number one, so I am behind. But I have every intention on getting down on this. This is just a fun read. It was a whole lot of fun. Another book that seems to be getting uh, a little bit of traction is Sarah and Royal Stars, number six. Who's doing this? John Tsui and Audrey Mock. Uh, this is nothing I'm reading, but I have uh, been, uh, I guess there's been some inquiries about it in my direction a couple of times, so apparently people are reading it. That is Vault. Let's talk Valiant. Valiant Comics, I know we just had a Bloodshot book, but when you get these number zeros coming out, you never know what the fuck, when, why, who, how. Uh, it's confusing stuff, but alas, it is time for a Bloodshot number zero once again. And, uh, oh, fuck, it's just, this is good stuff. I would imagine it's, yep, Seely and, ooh, we got a guest artist, Mark Lamming. And it would make sense for there to be a guest artist because Brett Booth can only do so much because he's, that art is, uh, there's no slacking, let's put it that way. More from Valiant. It's a big week from Valiant, uh, considering. Uh, Doctor Tomorrow. We've got a five-parter here. This is number one. Alejandro Arbona, Arbona and Jim Toe. Alright, so what is Dr. Tomorrow? Uh, I can tell you one thing, it's going to be something I pick up, just because, you know, I'm fucking, uh, it's a Valiant book. Uh, <laughs> teen hothead and star athlete Bart Sims is about to meet the Valiant Universe's greatest hero himself. The can't-miss superhero adventure of 2020 starts here. Alright, cool. Um, Alright, yeah, I'll be picking that up. That wasn't much of a description, so that that's where my uh, <laughs> the possible reluctancy in my voice may be coming from. It was just a broad, uh, broad <laughs> uh, lack of a description, if you will. Keep it going. There is one more Valiant book to talk about. We got a six-parter uh, halfway through now with The Visitor number three. Once again, I'm picking this book up. Not reading it. But I will get to it eventually. It's just not a uh, top priority of mine, considering the uh, the depth of my pull list as it stands now. So, yeah. You could probably bet on me talking about Doctor Tomorrow, though. Um, let's keep this going. Scout Comics. Scout, 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 Scout. We've got Adventures of Byron. One Shot. What the fuck is this? It's a Chris Hamer story. Um, alright, a special one-shot introducing everyone's new favorite monsters. What happens when ordinary monsters find themselves in life's awkward situations? They call their friends for help. The Adventures of Byron is an all-ages story about just that. Friends helping friends, even if the odds are stacked against them. Cool. And, uh, Byron, Oswald, and Paxton are going to be our main monsters, it seems. Ah, yeah, fuck, that. that's... I dig Scout, and a number one is always very, very, very appealing to me, and it's all ages. And on account of there's some youngins in my, my, my life, uh, why not? We'll see. Oh, a number one, another number one from Scout, from Dave Chisholm. Uh, doing it all. We've got Canopus. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a... Alright, yeah, I get this. So this is something... <laughs> I actually heard a, an interview on another podcast, and they were talking about this, and fuck, uh, I'm into it. Uh, so, from what I understand, what I gather, it's just super fucking weird. I'm not gonna... I'm not even gonna give the overview of this, uh, the, the description. Just... It's gonna be weird, and, um, yeah, Dave Chisholm, he, he seems like a really cool fucking guy. 
lastly from Scout, three books from Scout this week. This is another one I will be picking up because uh, uh, number three just came out. And I haven't even got to that yet. But uh, I, I will. I will. Uh, I, I dug the first issue quite a bit. And I just kept collecting blindly. But still with faith. Uh, Wretches is the book. Wretches number four. James E. Roach and Salo Farias. And uh, Shay and Sean, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're getting close to each other, it seems. Within a laser's blast, one might say. Uh, yeah, no, this is, a, this is a great book, just as Scout has been doing. Fuck, I'm so impressed with Scout. Also a proud uh, partner with NSC Live TV, so that's, that's really fucking cool too, right? Uh, let's get our cartoons on with some Oni Press Incorporated. We've got Invader Zim number 49. When we have a 49, it's probably going to be setting up a big issue 50. That's just based off of uh, how I was a pub- I as a publisher and or creator would lay out a number 49. Yeah, it's fucking Invader Zim. I mean, this is a one could almost say Rick and Morty level. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Albatross. Oh, yeah. Albatross funny books. You know when there's an Albatross funny book, we're talking Goon. And, uh, fuck, I feel like it's been way too long since we've talked Goon. It's here. Goon number eight. Uh, it's Eric Powell with Tom Snigoski, Snigoski, sorry, and Brett Parson. The mystery man behind the dastardly deeds of Mr. Depp are finally revealed in this shocking episode of The Goon. Uh, yeah, super anticipated, top priority type of situation for me, man. I just recently discovered The Goon. Um, that was always something, you know, I didn't have any idea about. And right around the time, God, I'm so lucky <laughs> living, uh, having my local comic book store be the, uh, world's largest comic book store. And when you own the world's largest comic book store, you know some motherfuckers. Turns out, uh, the owner of the world's largest comic book store was able to pull in Eric Powell. Uh, conveniently enough, about three weeks after issue number one of the relaunch of The Goon came out. So before I ever opened The Goon, uh, I had him sign my book, and then I read it all signed. And goddamn, did I fall in love with this story. And I've, it's ever since, uh, ever since then. I am always wondering, when are we getting more Goon? There's been incredible Goon crossovers. Uh, well, at least one that I've read. And, uh, was it Metalocalypse. Come on now. Are you fucking kidding me? Murderface and Frankie on the same... Oh, my God. Uh, so, sorry. I, that, I just derailed... Well, kind of a little bit, not really. But the fact is, is if you're not reading the Goon, do yourself a favor. And if you want something comic booky, but at the same time not comic booky. Uh, this is this is a great book, and it's fucking weird. It's violent. It's hilarious more than anything. So, yeah, there you have it. Let's let's move into the bigger indie publishers now. Boom, boom studios. We've got Heartbeat number four of five. Uh, this you know it's the love story, so it's automatically not going to be for me. Not a priority. Not a pickup for old Brian Wayne. But I know that there are several that are. So, you've been reminded. Uh, Lumberjanes, number 71. This is your kid's book. I mean, come on. I, I don't know many adults that are reading Lumberjanes, but I know every kid that comes into a comic book store usually knows what the fuck some Lumberjanes is about, if they're in tune with comic books at all. Uh, Red Mother, number 3. Jeremy Hahn. So, yeah, from the that's the the, the writer of the realm. Uh, I'm not reading Red Mother, but the idea behind it all is pretty gnarly. It has something to do with like an eyeball possessing somebody or something like I don't know. It's fucking crazy shit. Uh, I didn't like I said. I'm not reading it, but I hear good things. Uh, what else? Oh, it looks like that's it from Boom. A whole bunch of uh, reprints of something is killing the children. So. Number one is in its sixth printing right now. Are you kidding me? Uh, what is that? A total of like 9,000 copies print? Sorry. Sorry. Um, Alright, I'm going to rant for a second. Uh, and, you know, I'm not trashing anybody here. But this idea of uh, doing low print runs but putting out a whole bunch of different 
uh, prints just to be able to put out variant covers is uh, and targeting um, OCD uh, completionist collectors uh, that's it's criminal uh, you know if you want to bring in a cool fucking artist to do shit uh, you know and create new covers expand the series you know let's roll the dice or maybe put the art in the trade or something uh, I don't know but and the reason why this isn't good and you gotta look at this from a comic book store's perspective and the reason why we should care about this is without comic book stores uh, we're not really it's gonna be very difficult to get our comics diamond only ships to stores uh, with the exception of a couple of exclusive Walmart hunter page giants um, is Walmart going to take up the, the the likes of Diamond's 60 book shipment every week? No. Um, I mean, I know there was even a point where GameStop was thinking about doing that. That hasn't... Fuck, that was two years ago. That's not a thing. It's not sustainable unless, you know, you're fucking a goddamn already established comic book store. The fact is, is these comic book stores are important to all of us in the industry. And... Um, my point being in all of this is that when you, you put out all of these different variants and, uh, second printings and things like that, it throws off, uh, the, the number of orders that a, a store would know how to do. And when you have an abundance of a book that, you know, maybe someone isn't buying because, uh, there was a... A sellout on issue one, and uh, then you know, three weeks later, we've got uh, a second printing. And then, you know, what was it? Fucking uh, let me think here on something is killing the children. I'm not definitely not six months old, not even six months old. So, on a six printing, I don't know. I get it, the art's cool, I understand where you're coming from as a publisher, but just and I didn't completely get to my point. Because I feel like if I were to continue to go into this, this podcast is going to rant on too long. So I'm going to derail my derailment. But uh, the uh, I know it's hard if you're a completionist and you need all the different printings, or maybe you know you're just. I can understand if you collect a certain artist. That you know that's a whole thing. But um, ah uh, man, we got we got to stop supporting these multiple printings. And maybe boom will do. And really, boom is the biggest. Uh, 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 I almost want to say offender in, in this situation. You know, Marvel's definitely guilty of it too, but Boom has a really high bar when it comes to this shit. So I, I just I just miss the days of knowing a second printing uh, based off of the, the, maybe the change in color of the trade dress or something like that. You know, it also it kind of dupes new readers, too. They might not know. You know, they might not know where to get all their news and follow everything. They might not be listening to this podcast yet. And maybe they accidentally picked up a book twice that they really didn't need to. And I don't know any... I mean, there aren't a lot of comic book stores out there that do exchanges on books. You know, it's not really smart business practice. I don't know. There's a lot of... <laughs> Whew. I'm going to end this rant right now. Sorry. Uh, I'm not saying don't support something that's killing the children. Uh, by no means am I saying that. Uh, you know, I I want these books to sell as many copies as they possibly can. I just like to see them up maybe the printing count. You know, show a little faith in your fucking creator is what it comes down to. Um, don't, don't, yeah. That's, that, I think that's the main thing to take out of this. If there's any publishers listening, show a little faith in your creator initially and put out a good amount of print runs. That way we could all be truly impressed and, you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to keep this going, sorry. Dynamite. Dynamite Comics. Uh, another publisher I'm not super stoked on, but there are a couple of good things coming out this week that are a little bit outside the realm. Black Terror. Uh, I was a big fan of number one. Um, this is this is a cool book. It's a great read. I haven't... Oh, uh, fuck, never mind. It's a goddamn virgin... See? Why I don't like Dynamite. Uh, or it's not that I don't like Dynamite, why I have gripes with Dynamite. I'm sitting here thinking that Black Terror number 4 is fixing to come out, and then in my head I'm thinking, I feel like I've already mentioned Black Terror number 4. <sighs> Dynamite does this thing where they come out with the Virgin cover for $50 later on, and uh, throw, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. And once again, I just it's very odd business practice. Uh, but a for real though comic, <laughs> the there is something to be incredibly excited about is Death to Army of Darkness, number one. Ryan Peratt's writing it. Jeez, I hope I didn't yell into the mic. Um, ah, yeah, I'm I'm into that. Uh, Jacob Edgar doing the art. So, um, yeah. Uh, Cool, um, Ash, uh, <laughs> alright, Ash is just trying to settle back into his groovy ways after the, uh, six months after the events of the Army of Darkness film. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. That's, that's, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Bruce Campbell's awesome face on the front cover. Into it. So into it. Uh, that's a dynamite book that we'll be getting my money this week. Other than that, Dynamite is pushing out your normal, um, you know, there's going to be a crossover happening, you know, look at, uh, yep, look at that, I'm just, I was just guessing, uh, Red Sonia and Chaos crossover, number one, oh, no, never mind, just more Virgin variant covers, uh, number two, that's what's happening, uh, Red Sonia, fuck, I don't know, of course, more Vampirella, not, I'm not, not that there's anything wrong with these books, it's just, Every week, there's it's the same thing from Dynamite, it seems. And I don't know. I don't know. I think you got to be all in on Dynamite, with a couple of exceptions, like I had mentioned earlier. I, I'm going to push forward. I'm going to just push on ahead. Happy notes. I'm getting myself all wound up. I'm supposed to be nice about this shit. Once again, nothing to do with the creators. You know, if I were a creator and a publisher came at me and said, Hey, man, uh, if you're able to keep up with the pace of putting out fucking 14 books a month and you're gonna get paid for all those uh do you have a problem with that even if we you know fucking in that 14 books in that month you know we get two number ones out of it <laughs> and if i were a creator i'd say ah, sure so i don't blame them it's not the creator i get it idw cobra kai motherfucker Kid, all right, yep, the Karate Kid saga continues. Number three of four. Yeah, duh, reading. If, if you're into the, the YouTube series, then you have to read this comic. That's all there is to it. Uh, one for the children's DuckTales, Fairies, and Scares. Number three of three. So there you go there, enough said. Dungeons and Dragons, A Dark and Wish. Number five of five. So you D&D junkies, get your fifth issue there on a little IDW miniseries. Uh, but the ooh, some Timint, or uh, for the less than a hurry, the Teenage Mutant <laughs> Turtles, ongoing number 103. Uh, yeah, duh, you're reading this. Oh, look at Jenica's face on the cover. When are we getting uh, Jenica toys? When are we getting Jenica toys? We need some Jenica toys. Uh, Transformers, ongoing number 17. Uh, I'm gonna read the description. This is a book I dropped a while back ago. Is that... Is that yeah, I don't know. I, I, and the thing is, is uh, I read comics for action. Um, well, most of the time. But when it comes to a Transformers book, goddammit, I want some action. Through seven issues, I got no action. So I was forced to drop it. It was forced. It was totally forced. Uh, <laughs> let's see what's going on. Ten issues later. Megatron is faced with the ultimate decision. He can forge ahead on the path he started down, or he can create the last chance of doing things by the book. Either way, Cybertron is on the verge of change, and after this, nothing will ever be the same. I'm going to say, uh, nothing has changed. Transformers Galaxies, number four. Uh, Tyler Blazinski and Livio Ramondelli. So the Constructicons rising. Uh, yeah, with the help of their benefactors, the Constructicons have once more been empowered. And with power comes a way for them to escape their exile and tear everything down in the process. The devastating conclusion, the conclusion, uh, to the first arc. Ooh, alright, so this is going, alright, alright, alright. Uh, it seems like there's more action taking place in this one. I dropped this one after the first issue because there was, there was no signs of there ever being action. Uh, but it looks like I was wrong on that. That does it for IDW. Uh, let's move on to old Dark Horse. First off, 
we got a bang. Bang number one of five, Matt Kent and Wilfredo Torres. All right, what's bang? Let's read. The best of the best secret agent with memories he couldn't possibly possibly possess. A mystery writer in her 60s who spends her retirement solving crimes. A man of action with mysterious drugs that keep him ahead of a constant string of targeted disasters. A seemingly omnipotent uh, terrorist organization that might be behind it all. And they're all connected to one man. A science fiction author with more information than seems possible. Whose book may hold the key to either saving reality or destroying it. Uh, okay, it says mind-bending. Oh, tying in with past Matt Kinst works. Oh, might have lost me there. Um, just because I don't know what Matt Kent has done. I'm sure I've read more of his stuff, but I just don't know what it is off the top of my head. Uh, Critical Role, Vox Machina, Origin Series, Deuce, number five of six. Jody Hauser, uh, Olivia Sampson, Let the Nightmare Begin. Uh, super popular book. The Critical Role podcast is very, very, very popular in the D&D uh, community. So when they have a comic book come out, naturally it's going to sell. And it has been selling well. Surprised we haven't seen more second and third printings because all of the issues have been selling. Uh, ooh, we got some Hellboy. Hellboy and the BPRD, Return of Effie Kolb. This is just a two-parter. Uh, Mike Mignola and Zach Howard. I don't know why I said the names like that. Uh, years after he banished the Crooked Man, Hellboy returns to Appalachia when a young psychic warns Tom Farrell of looming danger. But the crooked man's house is no longer empty and threats both new and old simmer in the Virginia woods. Mike Mignola and yeah, returns to continue the tale of the crooked man. Uh, yeah, cool. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, Hellboy, come on. You're reading it, right? Uh, last from Dark Horse. Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy. Number three of six. I thought that this was going to be a little one and done for me. Um, I don't know anything about the Black Hammer universe, uh, that has changed. I now know about Skulldigger, and Skeleton Boy for that matter. It is a, a cool take on a twisty kind of Batman-y type of story, uh, just with a lot more violence. I dig it, I dig the fuck out of this book, and you know what, Jeff Lemire is a goddamn monster. He's a monster, and, uh, he should... <laughs> God, give him everything. Just give him everything. Image Comics. Now, Image Comics, It's uh, I have had very few Image Comics on my pull list the last couple of weeks, and it's made me wonder. Um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, over in 2019, a lot of my Image pull lists were miniseries, um, and they have, for the most part, all come to an end. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, for the bulk of what is on my Image pull list... Uh, it is this week. <laughs> I think this is going to be the publisher that gets the majority of my attention. So, if you like Image, stay tuned to episode 60... What would it be, 68? This is 68. American Jesus, New Messiah, number three. Um, I've been kind of talking about this book. I have been reading it. Uh, I've been enjoying it, which is the most important thing. I'm going to continue to keep this going. Uh, Mark Millar's a fucking, he's a genius. He's a goddamn genius, and this shit is, whew, yeah. Um, and you know what, from here on out in the podcast, I'm just gonna go ahead and say get used to the name Chuck Brown, because it is the week of Chuck Brown. Holy fuck, man. Um, you, I, I, I had the chance, the reason why I'm hyping him up, it's not necessarily about hyping him up, it's not overhyping by any means, the dude deserves all the praise in the world, but I had him on the podcast recently, and he got me really, really excited for this week, and this, I feel like, oh, man, it's time, guys, it's time, so, continuing on with Image, we've got the Bitterroot boys, they're back, Bitterroot number six, David Walker, Chuck Brown, Sanford Green, new story art continues on, this shit is bananas, yo, uh, fucking, just in time for Black History Month, I must say, this, this is one of the best comics, 
of 2019 for sure, but man, as far as indie series go that I've read in modern time, one of the best. Uh, yeah, and yes, oh man, then got me all tongue twisted. Deadly Class number 43, <laughs> Rick Remender and Jordan Boyd, Bone Machine Part 4, The Gang Catch a Break. Boom. Not reading Deadly Class, but for those of you that are, your warning is, uh, here. Uh, Hardcore Reloaded, number three of five, so the hardcore story continues on. Brandon Thomas, Francis Portella. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm not reading Hardcore. I think I picked up issue one, and for whatever reason, I just... I think I missed something. I think it's part of another universe or something. I don't remember what it was that turned me off of it, but I just it was good. I just wanted to understand more. I knew there was, I was missing a bunch, so yeah. Uh, Middle West, Middle West number fifteen. Fuck, these books are getting cranked out, man. Uh, just looking at the cover, it looks like we're gonna see the other side of the storyline. Uh, yeah, Fox, Jeb, Maggie, and Wrench. Yep. Uh, that's, it's incredible. Scotty Young and Jorge Corona with Jean-Francois Abuela. It's, once again, this is fucking amazing comic booking, man. This is just amazing stuff. Uh, for those of you reading Oblivion Song, this is, this is your week. Uh, end of another story arc, issue number 24. It's all been leading to this, is what it says. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. I don't know, it's all, yeah, it's all been leading to that. <laughs> Uh, I, I tried Oblivion Song. I did. I tried the first 12 issues, and I just I couldn't just get I, I just couldn't get invested. That's all it is. Uh, it's just not my book. It's clearly very popular though. Oh, it's that name again. Old Chuck Brown, with the art of Prenzy. The series premiere of On the Stump number one. I'm not going to read uh, the, the the entire premise of the book. Just know that it is. Uh, political satire, violence, comedy, it's, and a little bit of realness, too. Uh, I'm fully on board with this, and this is going to be an ongoing, so it's nice to have another image book to have. I hope they kind of spread out the releases of all these, though, because, uh, yeah, (laughs) I think I'm, everything else on the list from here on out from image I'm getting. Uh, Spawn number 305, you're goddamn right, I'm getting Spawn, duh. Uh, it's the end of the first story arc beyond the 300 uh, plateau. Not plateau, that's a wrong, bad bad word to say. Uh, mm, milestone, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, that's, this has been fun. I haven't been talking about it much on the podcast. I've been kind of keeping my spawn to myself, but uh, it's it's good. It's good. Just, it's good. Um, I just made a funny noise. <laughs> Got ahead of myself. Uh, Undiscovered Country. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, Undiscovered Country, number four, Charles Soule, Scott Snyder. Bam. More than likely... Alright, so the first issue was just massive, a very broad setup, and then the next uh, two and three is just kind of... We're slowly getting to know our team. Uh, I very much catch a uh, Walking Dead type of character development way going about throughout this series. I think this one's going the distance. Uh, it would not surprise me if we're talking about this book seven or eight years from now. Um, it just, I just feel like it has that kind of potential. I mean, if you fucking have this, this creative team is fascinating, <laughs> outstanding, and you think it would be overshadowing, but it's really not. It's very smooth. It's a very smooth, balanced read, and I'm curious to see what we get out of you know, let's just read the let's read the description since it's right here for us. It says all is lost. The world will wither under the sky pandemic, and the destiny man will murder our intrepid explorers before they've made it further into the former U.S. than Nevada. Unless that is brilliant journalist Valentina Sandoval can discover one essential truth. So just as I had suspected, we are going to be following another character, getting a good idea what the fuck Valentina be about. Yo. That's it for the indies. And I say the term that's it loosely because that is about a podcast worth of books. <laughs> uh, mainly my, my money is going to be coming from Valiant for sure. Or not Valiant. Well, actually Valiant as well. I, I'm getting all those books. 
but uh, image. Uh, but I gotta say, I mean, the goon is the one I'm probably most excited for beyond all the Chuck Brown stuff happening. So yeah, God damn! If there's ever a week to prove that proves that indie comics are superior sto- arts of storytelling, this is the one to introduce to people, guys. This is the uh, hold hands, take the the new reader on this next Wednesday, the 19th, and just show them what the fuck is up with the indie comics. Uh, let's move on to the big two now. We're going to talk Marvel. It is a big Marvel week. Uh, we got our first tie-in to a Marvel event, and I'll be damned. I'm, ugh, I thought we were going to get hit heavier with this. I'm, I'm impressed with how they're handling it. Uh, Machine Man 2020, or 2020 Machine Man, as it is stated here, who be doing it? Christos Gage and Tom DeFalco, along with Andy McDonald and Mike Hawthorne. All about it. Uh, yeah, the AI up- uprising has begun, and that's that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about this. There's about uh, seven or eight more sentences to that description, but I figure if you're either into the Iron Man 2020 event or you're not, and this, that's all you need to know. I gotta talk about it. fucking Dave Raposa. Oh my god, Dave Raposa did an Iron Man. Tw- oh my god, I just said that. Uh, holy fuck, dude, you gotta. Oh my god. <sighs> Amazing Mary Jane number five. I'm not reading this book. I don't need a movie star Mary Jane. But, you know, I mean, come on. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. For the, the, plenty of people are. Plenty of people are reading this, and I respect that. I respect it. Uh, Atlantis Attacks number two of five. What the fuck is this? Oh, it's Greg Pack. Uh, Ario Anandito. I like him. And Miko Suyan did that cover. Miko Suyan. Y'all better watch out for Miko Suyan. That song bitch. Be drawn. Be drawn. Uh, oh, man. Uh, what do we got here? Namor vs. Brawn. Swordmaster and Chang-Chi. Shang-Chi, sorry. Um, some Lannis and the Sirenus. Uh-oh. Uh, can you say possible first appearance draw? The Sirenus. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the Agents of Atlas. Is what it comes down to. I'm I'm really not. So, uh, but Namor's cool. <laughs> and how about that? Migo Suyong cover. I mean, that sells a book, right? You know, that's one of the three key aspects of selling a book is cover appeal, baby. Um, keeping it going. Keeping it going. Keeping it going. Avenger. Nope. No, wrong one. Captain America, number 19. Uh, Tanahishi, Tanahisi, Coates, and Jason Masters. You know, The Legend of Steve concludes. Oh. Uh, okay. Cap comes face to face with the Dryad and learns her game changing true identity. Uh, alright. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, first appearance possibility, maybe? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but. I mean, I, I, the, I, don't, I don't read Captain America is what it comes down to. I'm completely ignorant on what's going on in Captain America. I, obviously, I, honestly, from what I've read, the couple of bits that I've been introduced to, I feel like it's more of a Steve Rogers book than a Captain America book, if that makes sense. But I don't know. I'm sure a lot's changed. What the fuck do I know? I'm not going to sit here and talk about a book that I'm not reading. Uh, speaking of which, Captain Marvel number 15. I am collecting this story arc, though. This this Vox thing is very uh, appealing to me. And can we talk about that cover? Mark Brooks. Um, so that looks like a dark Captain Marvel. And uh, is that a new-looking Vox? Whew, that shit looks like a fucking Predator. Uh, so Kelly Thompson... Um, Lee Garbnett. I have nothing. Uh, the thing is, it's just I don't like this character. It's nothing to do with the creative team by any means. Um, I've been getting the book for two reasons, actually. Uh, as far as this last story art goes, the Mark Brooks covers, um, and I'm not usually one to get spring for covers for the sake of covers unless it's a virgin cover, but that's not necessarily the case here. But goddamn, he has been throwing down on these Captain Marvel covers. But I am also very intrigued with what could be going on in this story arc. So I'm going to wait for uh, it to end, and I'm going to put my ear to the internet 
and listen to see what people are saying about this arc, what type of weight it may actually have, and if that's the case, then I'll go back and I'm going to read the arc. Uh, possibly even give it a trade negotiation. I don't know. We'll see. That's, that's no promise, though. And that's where I'm at on Captain Marvel. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, number 13. Is it still Jason? Oh, Jim Zub's taking over now. Jason Aaron had a good 12-issue run, I gotta say. But Jim Zub, he's a fucking madman, too. And I already know that he can write Conan, so... I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, I'm gonna keep it on my pull list. I'm not dropping it. I'm not dropping I am sad that Jason Aaron's leaving. But also, admittedly, Conan's never really a, a priority read for me. If it's a heavy week and... Conan's on the list. I may opt out of reading it. I still buy it because I'm not gonna have a gap in my week just because, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just I might be a couple issues behind. But I also feel like Conan's something that you could just kind of pick up and fucking be into as well. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure Aaron had a fucking amazing 12 issue story arc though that all wrapped together nicely. Uh, Daredevil, Daredevil number 18. People love Daredevil. I love Daredevil. People love Chip Zarsky. I think Chip Zarsky's pretty fucking swell, too. Jorge Fornes, he's a beast. Um, initially, with the art in this, I wasn't sure about it. I was like, you guys replaced Marco Cicchetto for this? And then I started, as I was reading it, um, now keep in mind, I made that assessment before I started reading it. I just looked at the art, and I was like, whoa, this is drastic. Uh, but then you start reading Daredevil, and the art suits it so well so well so good on you Fornis, for mm, yeah i you know fucking showing me what the fuck was up uh you know it's 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 daredevil's back is what it comes down to daredevil's back but he's still very conflicted as well so yeah uh deadpool deadpool number three kelly thompson and chris pachalo as it should be after three issues still <laughs> Is that an homage cover I'm seeing there? Craven must come for the king. Oh, that's right. We're talking Craven, motherfuckers. Uh, Deadpool's king of the monster land, which is uh, Staten Island, and Craven be killing motherfucking monsters. That's a problem. God damn y'all. God damn. So into this book. You know, I was I wasn't sure how I felt about Scotty Young coming off of Deadpool. I thought he was doing a fine job. And then they announced Kelly Thompson. I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming at all. Did not see that coming at all. And I'd say about 97.62% of Kelly Thompson's stuff I've read, I have enjoyed uh, immensely. And really the exception just being Captain Marvel, and that's only because, once again, I'm very biased with that character. Fuck you for killing Tony Stark, you bitch. That's all it is. Uh, I just, and if anything, I sh we could thank Brian Michael Bendis for my hatred of Captain Marvel. So, uh, yeah, uh, but I'll never hate a creator for a creative decision. So hmm. it's all, a, yeah. I hate the, the, the game, not the player. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic for number 19. Uh, is it time for a new, uh, fuck this point of origin conclusion. All right. So finally, I'll, after this issue, once 20 hops on, I'll be able to read it again. I'm not reading the point of origin arc, which seems to be, uh, the longest story arc in the history of Marvel Comics. Uh, I've, I've seen series last shorter times. <laughs> I just don't want another origin story from the Fantastic Four. Come on, guys. Um, uh, granted, I mean, it was a, a, an interesting, twisted premise, but at the same time, don't need it. At least I don't need it, not personally. Uh, if you are reading it, I hope you're enjoying it. Ghost Spider number seven... You know, so far in 2020, we're, we don't have a lot of Spider-Man titles. Uh, 2019, we had a fuck ton of Spider-Man titles. Ones that ended in 2019, Superior Spider-Man, my favorite Spider-Man title of 2019. And then uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man kept going. Guess what? Don't know what happened there. Uh, I haven't seen that title in a couple of months, so Tom Taylor, Todd Taylor, sorry. Todd Taylor, get at us, man. What the fuck? I'm going to have to tweet you. Uh, uh, what other Spider-Man titles? You know, it's, Miles Morales has kind of lost me. Uh, I, I was confused by the Ghost Spider reboot with the same uh, creative team. Uh, looks like on this new arc, we've got a new artist, so that's cool. 
Um, and you know the the story was fine. It's it, it's cool. I, I think I read the first three or four issues of it. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, this is about what I expect to get out of it. Um, but once again, my list is a little deep to not at least be kind of picky. Um, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man title just haven't been a fan of it. Uh, I'm ready to read a new arc. I'm hoping. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this week it's time. We'll see. We got a, what is it? We're at issue 39. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully this is the one. I think this starts a new arc. But, I mean, that, that's my rant on Spider titles. The fact is, there's not a lot to choose from right now in Spider-Man titles. So maybe Ghost Spider's the one to be reading. Maybe I need to hop back on it. Because I do love me some Spider-Man. I just miss Friendly Neighborhood so fucking much. Come on. Where's it at? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number 2. Al Ewing and Juan Cabal, baby. This was a great first issue. Awesome. Set up some stuff. A new team. I mean, come on. you got to love it. Uh, Marauders number 8. This book's getting cranked the fuck out. Jerry Duggan and Stefano Caselli. Uh, the Treasure Island of M. What I really need to know is what the fuck's going on with Cape Pride. Did they kill the bitch? I hope they didn't kill the bitch. Uh, but oh, oh, fuck. I can never remember the goddamn little mini dragon's name. I don't know. I just want to call it Scooter. <laughs> That's not its name, though. God, it's got such a cool name, too. Um, God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Whatever. They found it, and it's all up in Madripoor and shit, but what the fuck is going on with uh, um, Kate Pride? I don't know. Captain Kate. Well, as Verendi's plans against Krakoa grow, the Marauders find themselves missing something vital, something that brings Storm and the White Queen to blows. Ooh. Um, hopefully, maybe it's the lack of, uh, Red Queen, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, alright, this is, once again, another Chuck Brown book. Now, he's just a part of this massive, creative, uh, just cluster of brilliance. Holy fuck, so many names in here. But the the Bitterroot Boys, you know, Chuck Brown and Sanford Green, they are responsible for my favorite mini story coming out of this. It's a, it's, an, it's a Wolverine-led story. And in Hickman's sandboxy type of universe. So, great, great shit there. Uh, who else is... Fuck. Um, I know that there's a, a dope rapper. Fucking... Did I just, as a white man, say a dope ripe rapper? <sighs> Shame on me. Um, <laughs> but, but for real though, uh, fuck man, heavy hitter, it was a Method Man, that's who it is, Method Man, who is in fact a dope rapper, uh, he, he, he's got a spot in this book, um, uh, another name that's mentioned in here is Brian Stelfreeze, uh, guys, come on, this is... The World Outside Your Window, Marvel's acclaimed podcast series focusing on telling the stories of diverse creators and their unique perspectives come becomes a one-shot of brand new adventures. The X-Men find their place in the world after declaring a new nation, Killmonger Strikes, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur Return, and I'm sure a few more other badass motherfucking things happen. Uh, the fact that we see just Nick Fury on the front. Uh, just all snakes in a motherfucking plane type of look. Yeah, and it's going to be badass. Uh, so the book is Marvel Voices. You should be reading it. Um, New Mutants, number seven. Jonathan Hickman, Rod Reese. Uh, you know, this is the only Donna Beck's books, uh, book that I stopped reading after one. I, I still continue to buy it, but I think at some point, probably just going to have to drop it. I don't think I'm ever going back and reading this one. There's nothing wrong with the book. It's just, there's there's enough X for me, and this one just doesn't make my cut is all. Uh, there's plenty of other ones where, uh, other views out there where this is the only X book that some are reading, so. Yeah. Gotta love comics, right? Uh, Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider, number three of five. Continuing on, good stuff. Uh, what is it, Azarski? No, Helpless. Yep, Dennis Hallam, Scott Hepburn. Just great shit, man. It's Cosmic Ghost Rider. If you like Cosmic Ghost Rider, you'll love The Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider. I would imagine. Uh, uh, come on. Uh, uh, there we go. Valkyrie, Jane Foster. Number eight, Jason Aaron and Torin Grobedek. Grobedek? Yep, probably said that wrong. And Kafu did the art. Ode to the Death of Midgard. 
All right, and now Jane Fox, I, I, I really wish I would have picked up issue two so that I could have kept reading this, but I fucked up and didn't. I, I mean, it's Jason Aaron. The f first issue was dope. I just forgot to add it to my fucking pull list, and it just got mixed in the... Uh, yeah. Lastly, from Marvel, a book that probably no one will read, but I'm just going to mention it anyways. Uh, Wolverine is a character. Um, yeah, he's... But he's back. <laughs> Wolverine, and an $8. And fuck, this better be a huge issue. Uh, ben Percy... Adam Cooper, Victor Bogdanovich, and, uh, yeah. So, Wolverine has he's been through a lot. He's been a loner. He's been a killer. He's been a hero. He's been an Avenger. Sounds like a Steve Miller song, uh, parody by uh, Al Ewing in the Marvel Universe. Al Ewing? Al, Al, Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic. Did I say Al Ewing? Comic books, man, on my brain, constantly. Uh, he's been to Hellenbeck. Now, as the nation of Krakoa brings together all mutant kind, he can finally be happy. With his family all together and safe, his family, Wolverine has everything he ever wanted and everything to lose. Alright, um, yeah, I'm obviously picking up this book. It's going on the list. It's probably going to replace New Mutants as far as my ex-book pull list goes. Um, $8. Whew. Glad that it comes late in the month, and my uh, discount is way the fuck up there. So an $8 book for me, 30% discount at this point, mm, yeah, about $5.60 before tax, American. Uh, that's it for Marvel. Big Marvel week, for sure. Uh, lots of good stuff. Lots and lots of good stuff. Let's wrap it up with DC. Let's, uh, yeah, Aquaman number 57. Reading Aquaman, right? I'm not, but you are, right? Uh, Batman number 89. I'm reading the fuck out of some Batman right now. Uh, and it's going to get double the money from me because of a Francesco Mattina variant. Whew. Uh, my most anticipated book of the week goes to Deceased Unkillables number one. Uh, this was a surprise. I love this. Tom Taylor is... Uh, a fucking monster. I said Todd earlier, correcting myself. It is Tom Taylor. Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. Uh, energy drinks, man. Tom Taylor, Carl Mostert, Mostert, and Trevor Scott. All right. So yeah, that six-issue miniseries was my miniseries of the year. Now we get a three-parter backup to it, and mm, goddamn, looks like we're gonna be following the villains. And uh, I know that there were a few hero survivors in the, the main bulk, first part of the story. I want to see Blue Beetle back. That's what I want to see. Because um, we got a one-shot out of that. Oh, man. There's so much that I'm anticipating in this. Either way, I know I'm going to be uh, all about it. And we're getting the same type of variant treatment we did with the original series with the horror montage. Or, uh, not montage. Um, uh, homage. I got my mages mixed up. My ages. And, of course, I'm a Francesco Mattina variant, so it's going to be a Mattina Heavy Wall book podcast. Flash forward, six of six, so you Wally West fans, there you go. He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse, number four of six. Never really read He-Man, but, yeah, so I didn't pick it up, but, yeah. Uh, Joker Killer Smile, number three of three. This is a black label book. I'd be picking it up. Jeff Lemire and Andre Santino, your beloved creative team, creative team of, uh, what do you have? That, that, hmm. Gideon Falls, that's the book. Uh, I'm not reading it. That's why it's hard for me to remember it, but I hear great things. Justice League, number 41. I'm confused with what's going on in the series, but I'm, series, but I'm hoping that we get some it looks like, based off this cover, we're going to get some questions answered here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Invasion of the Superman. Superman. Superman, man. Legion of Superheroes, number four. I'm not reading Legion of Superheroes, uh, but, um, yeah. Ooh, Mikhail Janine is drawing it, though, so something pretty to look at. That's going to be a certainty. Uh, more Black Label, but this is some Hill House action, Low Low Woods, number three of six. This is one of the Black Label books that I opted out on, even though it seemed highly interesting. And just, it was a big week. 
it was a big week, and uh, when, when issue one came out, and I just, I, I knew I had too much to read, and I wasn't sure what the release timing would be from then on out, so I, I just, I just, I guess I just opted to bow out, I don't know, um, hopefully it's good, I, I would imagine it's good. Uh, Lucifer, number 17, this is some Black Label Sandman universe. I pick up Lucifer, I don't really re-Lucifer, but I just like having it. I do. It's like a gun, you know? Better to uh, have it and not need it, and need it and not have it, you know? Uh, Metal Men, number 5 of 12. I am reading this series, surprisingly. I thought I was going to be picking up number 1. Turns out, I really like this, uh, I like this, this story quite a bit. Uh, Nightwing number 69. Will we get some dick? I don't know. Um, following the events of October's Nightwing annual number two, Rick Grayson is getting closer to the truth about what happened to him. Uh, Talon has been vanquished, but his interference has put Rick on the trail of other members of the Court of Owls. Have they been taking advantage of his injured state from the beginning? And what does that mean for the life he thought he lost? I want, I want to see Dick again. I want to see Dick again. Ooh, what do we got here? Uh, Joe Hill book. Plunge, number one of six. Joe Hill, Stuart, and Monin. All right. And this is a Hill House book. Black label. Let's do this. In the aftermath of a devastating tsunami, an exploration vessel known as the Derleth. Derleth? Derleth begins sending an automatic distress signal from a remote atoll in the Bering Strait. The only problem is, is that the Derleth has been missing for 40 years. Uh-oh. Marine biologist Mariah Lamb joins the Carpenter Salvage team to recover the Derleth's dead, only to find that in this remote part of the Arctic Circle, the dead have plenty to say to the living. Cool. Yeah, uh, it's kind of what I, like a ghost ship type of situation, what I would imagine seeming, yeah, fucking, but it's great. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'll probably tell you firsthand, because I'm probably gonna pick it up. Uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you, number 103. Uh, I think that's all I need to say about that, right? Scooby-Doo. Uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 8. Not reading this, but, um, yeah, fucking, I just don't read a whole lot of Superman stuff, so that explains that. Teen Titans number 39, I'm not subscribed to any of the Titans books, so I wish I had more to say about this, unfortunately, I just don't have it. I, I, in case you've noticed an unbalance to this podcast, there's very few DC titles that I read, and it's not because I'm biased and anti-DC by any means, it's just there's very few titles they put out that have characters that I, I am uh, magnetized to. You know, we got our Justice League, you know, your staples, you got your Batman, you know, I love me some Nightwing, but other than that, you know, DC's not a whole lot of ongoings with me. It's a lot of miniseries coming from DC, at least on my pull list. Uh, so, speaking of which, Titans Burning Rage, number seven, miniseries I'm not subscribed to, though. <laughs> and, uh, well, we've got Wonder Twins, number 12 of 12, so this year-long event is over. And, uh, yeah, man. I haven't re been reading Wonder Twins since issue number one, so I don't have anything to say about it, but that 12 issue, here it is. No, I don't think any delays either. I think it's been just about a year. Last book of the podcast to talk about. Good, something I am familiar with. I was hoping we were going to end it on this string of, I don't know anything about these books. I do, however, know about this book. Wonder Woman Dead Earth number two of a four-parter. Ooh, it's four. I thought it was just three. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, motherfuckers, uh, Mike Spicer's coloring it. It's not stated on, you know, fucking previews world's uh, credits, but I know. It's Mike Spicer. So, yeah, I'm going to give the fucking credit. <laughs> I, I don't need to say anything about this book. You're either reading it, or you're reading, you read the first one or you didn't. And if you haven't read the first one and you're just interested, just take my word for it. It is still available in comic book shops um, or, you know, where you could get comics. So just pick it up. Take my word for it. You will fall in love with an off-the-world, uh, non-canon, 
a Wonder Woman story. I am not a Wonder Woman character fan. I'm not just, it's not that I have anything against the character, just never been a character where I thought, I don't want to pick up a Wonder Woman ongoing. Um, you know, it's just, yeah, uh, never, never attracted me personally. But for the sake of being maybe the world's biggest Daniel Warren Johnson fan, I was all in on this. I mean, Daniel Warren Johnson can take over My Little Pony and guess what's going on my fucking pull list. Uh, you get the point. So, um, yeah, get, just do yourself a favor and read this fucking book. Uh, and that does it. That has been, uh, it's been a podcast. It has been a podcast. There's no doubt about it. Uh, once again, my brain has been a little off the rails. I did kind of, you know, pew, a couple of times, but what are you going to do when you're running off a of Red Bull adrenaline and, uh, very little, uh, sleep? Um, but that's not going to stop me from wanting to talk about comics. <laughs> so I hope you guys have got something out of this. I hope you've been reminded, uh, maybe even swayed. Maybe there's something you knew was coming out. And then, you know, I just may maybe I said something to make you go, you know, I'm going to fucking pick up that book. I am going to pick up that book. Uh, I hope that I, ne I didn't turn you off of anything. That is never my goal for this podcast. Uh, never once will I ever say don't read this book. Um, despite my lack of interest in it. You know, it's not what this show is all about. Uh, so, thank you for tuning in. I would like to remind you... Hey, did y'all notice how y'all didn't hear any clicking during that podcast? Well, I'm not a fucking liar. Uh, the, the Thanks to my patrons. God damn, I love you. Uh, that, that's not a thing anymore. As long as this piece of plastic holds up... Uh, yes, uh, you guys have donated and produced a higher level, we've set the, the bar uh, just a tiny bit higher on this podcast now. And my point is, you go to patreon.com slash cheers to comics, and you can be a part of that warm and fuzzy feeling that the other patrons that are listening are now having, as I uh, vaguely mention them. <laughs> For as little as a dollar, seriously, it's a dollar, not a big deal. Uh, yeah, not asking for much, and there are higher tiers if you're super hardcore, but um, it's just, just a, a buck, and uh, you become a member of the Slurred Army. I'm gonna send you some stickers. You get exclusive early access to content. Um, as soon as a couple of things in my life slow down and level out just a little bit, I'm gonna upload the older beginning episodes to be a patron exclusive. Exclusive. If you noticed, or an old listener, if you were trying to go back and listen to the earlier episodes, like 1 through 15, somewhere in there, they're not available anymore. Um, so, uh, hmm, uh, incentive much? So stay tuned for all that. Um, it's, 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 I really do appreciate the patrons, though, and I'm, this, this here silent, clickless podcast is uh, proof that the money is going to uh, good places. Uh, beyond all that, other ways to support this podcast, it may seem petty, but goddamn is it important. Five-star reviews. Apple five-star reviews. Do it on Apple Podcasts first, and then, you know, throughout the throughout the week, maybe, I don't know, fucking leave a Podchaser review. Check out Podchaser.com. Cheers to Comics is there. Um, Podbean. If you listen on Podbean, you can leave a little comment. I'll get that email. Uh, I'll, I'll see it, but uh, anywhere you can leave any type of feedback, make sure it's five stars, give me, and, but beyond it, you can still leave your real life feedback too, it's just the five star part that means the most, um, as far as uh, algorithms and success of this, future success of this podcast, so that does it, um, i got to thank NSC Live TV and uh, the the badass uh, sponsors that we had for this show, Hooked on Comics and uh, Sarge. So, man, uh, fucking best in auction act. I didn't mean to say fucking in there. Uh, let's try this again. Three, two... All right, it's been enough seconds since I've cursed, right? NSC Live TV, you're home for the best in auction action. <laughs> and that's some real... That's some real shit right there. Uh, I've, I've rambled on enough. Y'all slurds, support your local comic book store. Follow the Facebook group. Yep, do that. Cheers to Comics Facebook group. You know how to do all that. Uh, I will be talking about more stuff. And, uh, yeah, get involved in the, the, the discussion and all of that good stuff. 
You slurs, read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts.